Hi, welcome back to the Audible. Kim Camper, John Kajemi with you. And let me remind you, the Audible is presented by Auto Nation, America's largest and most recognized automotive retailer. You can save on 100,000 vehicles right now at autonation.com. And also remind you that you can watch the Audible every Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. on WFOR, CBS4 Miami. And you can download the podcast from all your favorite streaming platforms at miamidolphins.com. Uh, John, training camp right around the corner is getting closer and closer. And I don't know about you, but I'm extremely excited to see what this year's version of the Miami Dolphins are going to be like. And training camp is going to be a great way to see quickly just what we have in store for us in the upcoming season. Well, you're right, Kim. You know, after OTAs and watching these guys run around and, and getting the draft choices in-house and everybody signed, it is very exciting. We can have some time uh, to, to really sit back and wait, but, you know, training camp is right on the horizon. John, one of the things I'm really looking forward to as we get closer to training camp is this group of wide receivers. You talk about a lot of guys in that room, and not only talking about the, you know, the, you know, the, the top draft pick and Jalen Waddle, William Fuller, who you added to the roster. You got Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant coming back. A lot of talent in that room and a lot of competition. Well, I think you're right about uh, they're going to need a bigger room in that new facility for the wide receivers because there are a lot of wide receivers, a lot of talented guys, and it's a fast group. And I think that's one thing that's going to assist Tua Tungavailoa in his second year as the Miami Dolphins starting quarterback. You have all shapes and sizes. You have big guys on the outside with Devontae Parker and, and Preston Williams. You've got diminutive guys with a lot of speed. You know, Jakeem Grant brings you that, that quickness, and you alluded to Jalen Waddell, uh, the draft choice out of Alabama, who can tear the top off an opposing defensive secondary. And then you've got Fuller. William Fuller is the kind of the, the tweener. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can do a lot of things. And you mentioned two guys coming back from the COVID-19 opt-outs. Uh, I, I think Alan Hearns and Albert Wilson are going to have a, an uphill climb. It's going to be a tough battle with everybody uh, trying to compete to, to make this, this football team, especially at the wide receiver spots. But you've got flexibility with both of those guys playing inside or outside, and, and they have experience. So I think that's on their side. But it is a fast and talented group. And, Bo, I think if I was the quarterback – of the Miami Dolphins, I'd feel excited about getting these guys around me because you've got you've got playmakers at your disposal. Hi, right, John. You mentioned uh, Alan Hearns, and certainly he's going to have an uphill battle uh, when you look at this this room here. But he's certainly excited to be back, excited to be back on the field, and and really with I think uh, everything that this offense looks like it could be. You know, he's among one of those guys that really wants to get back and get to work. You know, uh, just coming in. Uh, trying to figure out like what we doing, you know, what's next and things like that, you know, not familiar with the schedule and things like that, you know, so just filling in, you know, following the older guys or the guys that have been here, like Vontae, Keem and things like that, you know, just, just getting in line with those guys, you know, but it felt good, you know, just being back out there, you know, competing with those guys, you know, us as a receiver group, you know, we all together, you know, as we always with each other, you know, when it's time to work out, whatever it is, you know, so that's what I love about us. All right, so Alan Hearns certainly going to have his hands full uh, going into training camp with the job. And also another guy we talked about, Albert Wilson, who, who opted out and you know, has got that to deal with. But, you know, the one thing about Albert, when you see him during, you know, during the, uh, the mini camps and everything, he looks refreshed, looks ready to go. Uh, but he's coming into a room where, you know, two years ago, you know, he was, he was one of the key guys. Now he's, he's one of those guys that are battling for a spot. And, and uh, I know he's excited about it. Let's hear what he had to say. I think just overall, just the more, you know, people you get in to compete, the the better your overall team is. Um, not just speaking for myself, but 
when you bring in a ton of guys into a room that's that's you know that's veterans and know what they're doing, you're just gonna get the best out of everybody. So it ain't gonna do nothing but help the team. Well, I don't know. I'm excited to see Albert back. You know, you got you got speed with Jalen and you got speed with William Fuller and you had a little more speed with Albert Wilson there. And you know, I remember when the Dolphins got Albert Wilson from Kansas City. They used to use him in that jet sweep for fake, you know, trying to drag people. And so, so you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Albert Wilson, and I'd be happy to see him back as part of this team this year, John. Well, he gives you a lot of flexibility. He's built like a running back from the waist down. But I think both of those guys, you know, when, when you talk about Wilson and Hearns, both experienced, both tough guys over the middle. And, and I think it's going to be a great competition in training camp because these guys are proud athletes and they're, they're paid professionals. and They're going to want to make this football team or at least put their best foot forward to give them that opportunity. So you hope that these guys uh, give it their best and, and see where the chips fall after the three preseason games. But I think both these guys are going to bring a lot to the table for the Miami Dolphins. And you mentioned training camp. Uh, there's going to be a lot of difference at training camp. New facility, everything's there. It's all in the same campus together. And uh, stick around because when we come back, we're going to talk to Senior Vice President of Football and Business Administration, Brandon Shore, about that new facility. What does it mean for the players? What does it mean for the team? What does it mean for that whole facility in general? We'll talk about that when we come back. All right, welcome back to the Audible, presented by AutoNation. Time now for our sit-down amplified by Hard Rock Hotel. And joining us now, Brandon Shore, the Senior Vice President of Football and Business Administration. Brandon, uh, night first, nice to have you with us. Nice to have you join us on the Audible. Thank you, Bo. Happy to be here. Okay, hey, let's, let's talk a little bit about the new Baptist Health Training Complex that, uh, that you're sitting in right now. It's nice to see you. you got a great room. got a great room there. you got the stadium right behind you. And, close to the football field, the training field. So you, you couldn't be in a better spot right now. Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I'm not sure if the, if the audience will see the view here, but overlook the, the, the playing field and then Hard Rock Stadium in, in the background here. It's, uh, it's not bad at all. Hey, give us a little overview of the new Baptist Health Complex. What does it mean to the team? What does it mean to the organization? And, and, and along with being on the same campus together, you, know, you used to have football ops in, in Davie, and then you had the other business side of the stadium, and now that's on the same campus, what does that mean for you guys? Sure. Yeah. So Steve Ross, as you know, wants to be first class in, in everything that he does. And I think the Baptist Health Training Complex truly reflects that vision. Uh, it was really built around the players. The design process was about um, all about the players. So the locker room is central to the facility and it's a short walk to everywhere that the players access. So from the training room to the dining room, to the weight room, to the meeting rooms, uh, really, the players were the central focus of the entire design of the facility. You know, it's really great that we're across, you know, across the field, across the street here from uh, our business operation. The idea there is, you know, to sort of maximize the alignment amongst the organization. Proximity will will certainly help. And, you know, Coach Flores often talks about, you know, it's the coach's job to, to put the players in, in the best position to be successful. And as an organization, you know, we view it, it's our job to do the same. And that's both on and off the field. And we wanted to really provide, you know, all the resources needed for our players uh, to make them the best possible versions of themselves. You talk about Mr. Ross and then, you know, people have their own opinions and stuff. I, I think he's, you know, certainly one of, the, one of the, the top, if not the top owner in the National Football League. But what does it say about him, his willingness to continue to invest in the football team when, when really maybe you don't have to it sometimes, but he wants it to be better. He wants to be better. Like you said, everything. Number of times you've said you always want the best facility, you always want the best, yeah. and that's what he's done there. What is it that drives 
Mr. Ross to, 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 to be that type of owner of this, of this organization. Sure. He, he, he wants to win more than anything else. You know, he's a, a very decorated, successful businessman, but he'll be the first to tell you that he wants a Super Bowl, you know, more than anything else. Um, it's sort of the one thing he hasn't been able to do yet in his career. And, you know, he, he's dedicated everything, his time, his resources. Uh, he's available all the time to help any way he can. Um, you know, he doesn't, he, he doesn't do anything halfway. You know, he cares deeply about this team, this community, obviously the, the new training facility. We've got the investment in the stadium, as well as, you know, his, his community efforts with the, the food relief program, the $75 million commitment to cancer research, the F1 race, and the economic impact that comes along with that. You know, his investment in the team in Miami Gardens is, is, is tremendous and it's ongoing and, and there'll certainly be more. Yeah, as the years go on as well. Uh, before I let you go, I know the the uh, the end of training camp or, or uh, mini camp with bringing the players over there and getting that, letting them tour the facility. What were the uh, were you kind of mingling around with them, just kind of getting a a feel for what they were saying, and they had to just be, I mean, flabbergasted with what they're what they're walking through. Yeah, it was really great. The, the guys were really excited. They all had their phones out, sort of filming it, getting to see their reactions. You know, it was really cool. We've spent a lot of time, you know, in this process. You know. From Mr. Ross to Tom Garfinkel to Scott Bullis, you know, myself, we, we spent a lot of time in the design process and the build. So, you know, while it's really cool to see that come to fruition, we've been in it for a couple of years and it was really cool to see them see it for the first time. We sort of laughed. They just showed up and it was here. They have no idea all the all the headaches along the way, but it was really special uh, to see them experience it. And even for, for Mr. Ross to, to come in and, and see their reaction, he got to address the team. Um, and talk about, you know, how, how special it is to, to be a Dolphin. And, you know, he got to go down the slide. So that was a great experience too. But no, it was re really, really cool to see uh, to see everyone experience it. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I haven't been in there. I'm looking forward to getting in there and, and checking out the facility. But, uh, you know, thank you for spending some time with us. And, uh, you know, the Baptist Health Training uh, Facility is just, training complex is just, just going to be amazing. And, and I know it's going to be, it's going to be something, uh, something for pride in, in the city of uh, Miami Gardens. Uh, for all of South Florida, for the Miami Dolphins, and, and certainly for the fans that get opportunity to get out there. And uh, appreciate you spending time with us and tell us a little bit about, about what they can expect to see when they, uh, they get the opportunity to get somewhere around there. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for your time. We look forward to having everybody down here uh, in training camp in just a few short weeks. After uh, Chris and Coach decide who we're going to select, uh, I turn in the pick through Microsoft Teams to make it official. All right, man, hold on. The player will talk to Chris, Coach Flo, Mr. Ross. Congratulations. And then we'll enter, you know, our onboarding process to really get them acclimated and, uh, you know, become a Miami Dolphin. We want a Miami. The Miami Dolphins select Jalen Waddle. Coach Flo here, how you doing? We got a lot of uh, a lot of faith and belief in you, so uh, you know when you get down here, we get right to work. Uh, tonight's gonna be you're gonna have a lot of stuff going on tonight. I'm Annie Berger. I'm the football operations executive assistant. I'm also the assistant to the GM. As soon as they get drafted and they speak to the GM, the head coach, they send them to me. 
Normally the first, second, and third rounds we fly in so they can get their time in the sunshine. So I have to literally make them focus for about 30 seconds after they've just been drafted so I can get their information and, and fly them in and then get up at 6 a.m. and say, are you awake? Are you, are you awake? I know it's been a long night. Come on, let's get to the airport. Hey, congratulations. All right, congratulations. Welcome to the Dolphins. I'm Caleb Thornhill, Director of Player Engagement. What player engagement means is, you know, we've kind of summed it up into really a philosophy, which is to engage, educate, and empower individuals to reach their full potential both on and off the field. After the draft, the first thing we do is engage. So we have to get to know them. We call them, introduce ourselves, our role, and really what's next for them as a rookie. And a lot of them, it's their first job. So they have never done onboarding paperwork, but ultimately we want to let them know what to expect next. A lot of it is an environment in terms of the transition of how am I moving, how am I getting around, what's what, who's who, studying the lookbook and knowing what your new family looks like in terms of your teammates and your coaches and, and staff members that are gonna be helping you develop throughout your career. All right, today's physical day, the day we get all our rookies in. So as you'll see, we've got all our stations set up through the bubble. I'm gonna scan you for that custom helmet, custom so I'm Kyle Johnson, head athletic trainer with the uh, Miami Dolphins, and that basically I'm in charge of coordinating the medical care. Draft weekend, for us, it's all about interacting with players. They need to go through every station. Often after the draft, we'll, we'll split the players up into two groups. One is a combine group and one is a non-combine group. The players that have gone to the combine often have already gotten their x-rays, their MRIs, different things that they have needed based on past history. And we'll decide, hey, do we need to repeat these images? Do we need to get more blood work? Do we need to do something different with them? To make sure that their physical is very comprehensive when they come in. For those players that are in the non-combine group, the ones that maybe didn't get to go to Indianapolis, uh, we'll often start from scratch with them. We'll look at their histories and, and make sure that we get everything that we need to get on them before they see our doctors on, on their physicals. Right there. We've got dental um, stations, eye exam stations. We have uh, vitals, EKG. Uh, I see retina, but not enough, so hang on a second. Ooh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Joe Chimino, and I'm the equipment manager for the Miami Dolphin football team. I'd like to know what the guys wore, what their preferences were in college, so when we're talking with them, we go, hey, what did you wear and why? Oh, definitely, I gotta have a nice ready for you. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. You did your homework? First time putting on a Dolphin helmet. Go ahead, take it off. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> we'll scan each player for a custom fit helmet. We'll scan their feet for footwear sizes and anything that we need to do there. I'm getting you a little bigger than a uh, 10 and a half. Seeing everything, realizing that I'm actually in the NFL is just crazy. It's kind of a lifelong dream, but another side of me is just, you know, anxious to get into practice, get back into swinging things, and feel how it is to, you know, play for an NFL organization. They're so excited. I love hearing that. The families in the background and then getting to know them as they get here through their orientation and as they, they develop, that's one of the most exciting things. My favorite part of the job is seeing the results of any player, their success on the field, translate to 
their success off the field and watch it translate to other areas of their life and watch their fulfillment and joy and purpose and happiness afterward, there's no greater feeling than that. I think we're lucky here, though, hey. with the kind of character that we have in, in that locker room. And it is a joy to work with them and the quality of people that we have in this organization. Because it takes a village to take care of these players. And, and I, I think the teamwork and collaboration uh, amongst all of us in, in this organization from top down is what separates us from the rest of the NFL. And it makes our job, being in the middle spoke of that wheel, fun. I like everything about the job. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we're trying to win football games. So any way I feel I can help and any of these other departments can help, they're going to do everything they can to help win a game on Sunday. Hi, welcome back to the Audible. And as we talked about at the beginning of the show, training camp is right, right around the corner. Uh, but right now, John, the guys hit that the you know, they, they've been working hard during the offseason. They've got back to the more traditional offseason with OTAs and minicamp. They've been through all that. Now it's vacation time. But I got to tell you, when, when we had vacation time back when I played, we took vacation. <laughs> we went out, we traveled, we did this and that. These guys have about a month off. But, John, I think very few. I mean, they're, they're, all, they're all getting some family time. They're all getting to see some people maybe that they haven't seen for quite a while. But in the back of their minds and, and, and part of their agenda every day, they better be in shape and they better be ready to go or else they're going to find themselves sliding down the depth chart very quickly. Well, I think that's what OTAs are for, Bo, a good indication of where you're at physically to be able to, to know if you can be ready for training camp. And you're right. Uh, the old days, vacation was vacation. Nowadays, it seems like they're probably taking half of those four or five weeks and getting away from football and spending it with their family. But the majority of the time off is going to be a ramp back up to get in shape because South Florida in July and August is no fun if you're not in shape for the Miami Dolphins as a football team because training camp no longer is a time to get in shape. You have to be in shape when you arrive. And I think you know the, the players have, have taken a really good uh, look at what works for each individual. And I think that's where the backbone of the organization comes in with Dave Poloka and that training staff and the medical staff, they're able to get these guys fine tuned and really get them to a point when training camp hits, they're at their, they're at their optimum and they can, you know, continue to hold that through the season. So I think for the players now around the national football league, they're probably taking about a week to 10 days to enjoy themselves. And now they're going back into their, you know, training and getting ready for, for the heat of South Florida. Well, the fans are excited. Certainly, John, we're excited. I'm sure the players are excited about this whole new facility and, and really with the upcoming year. And, and this really, really adds to the excitement of training camp opening up in earnest after the COVID year and all that stuff. So I think everyone's going to be looking forward to just getting back to training camp, and especially seeing that new facility out there in Miami Gardens. And let me remind you, the Audible is presented by Auto Nation, America's largest and most recognized automotive retailer. You can save on 100,000 vehicles right now at autonation.com. And remember, you can watch the Audible every Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. on WFR, CBS4 Miami. And you can download the podcast from all your favorite streaming platforms and miamidolphins.com. All right, for John Kajemi, I'm Kim Bocamper. That is going to do it for the Audible this week. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.